Thanks for listening. Our mission here at Life West Church is to see you and your family equipped and empowered to be and do all that God has for you. For additional resources and info, go to lifewest.church. Great to see you guys this morning. Glad that you are here. Come on. Okay, quick show of hands. Who believes in prayer? Raise your hand. All right. Who believes that prayer can change things? Raise your hand. Okay. Who believes that they should probably pray some more? Raise your hand. Okay. Okay. Hands down. All right. Well, today we're going to start, um, and really this week we're starting 21 days of prayer and fasting. And really, it, it's called seek, and this kind of comes from Matthew 6.33, but it says, but seek first the kingdom of God. And what I know is, is that 2024 will be the best year of your life if it's the best year of your life spiritually. So let's start off the year seeking God and be like, God, what do you want for me? And the thing is, is all of us, I believe I saw about every hand go up. Like, I believe in prayer. Um, but then we come like, hey, how many of us could pray some more? And all of our hands go up. Mine was up too. And not just to try to get yours to go up. Like I was raising it up. Like, yeah, I could do that some more. Yes. Uh, and really what we want to do is just be really intentional at the beginning of this year. And be like, God, I'm going to seek after you in an, in more than normal for 21 days. Now, yeah, I've heard it said that, you know, 21 days and you can start a new habit. That would be awesome. I would love that for myself. And I'd love that for you. That after 21 days of, of intentionally seeking God in a new way, that you're like, you know what? That was so great. I'm just going to keep on doing that. Yeah, that, that was awesome. I want to do that. I'm going to keep doing that. But prayer is, it's easier than most of us think, but also more important, I think, than, than we realize. That it is more important than we realize. Over and over in Scripture, what we see is Jesus going off to pray. He went to the wilderness and not just to hunt and kill things. Like, he just went off to go pray. Like, that's what he did over and over. Um, prayer. Prayer is really just, as, as we look at this, it's prayer and fasting. But what I want to encourage you to do is to do something different. Do something different. I think it's Benjamin Franklin that we credit with this, but saying that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. And what we do not want is 2024 to just be another year, another calendar that kind of comes and goes. Now, it's kind of like a birthday. I remember I turned uh, 13 years old. And uh, that day I, I went to church and a friend walked up to me and she goes, hey, how does it feel to be a teenager? And I was like, I hadn't thought about it. But she asked me that and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> it's just another day. Like nothing changed. Because nothing had really changed. You're just, you're just kind of like a day older. And if we continue to do some of the same things that we've just always done, then I think 2024 is just going to be another year. It's just going to be another day. It's just going to be something else that we do. So what I'm encouraging you to do is to seek God like you have not before because you want something different than what you've gotten before. And be like, okay, God, I want this to be different. I want this to be different. Your word says that your return is coming soon. Well, your definition of soon is definitely different than mine. But one thing I know is, is it's closer today than it was yesterday. 
and your return is closer this year than it was last year. So God, I don't want to be wasting time. I want you, I want to give you my time and I want it to be fruitful. So God, what is it that you have for me? What is it that you want me to do? And here's what we're asking is that you would take 21 days and seek after God in prayer and fasting. Um, let's make this new year different. Let's make it different. I think one of the things that happens in prayer, really just so many different aspects of our life, is things get lost in the disconnect. Here's, here's what I mean. Um, if I eat a no-bake cookie, is that good or bad? I mean, it tastes great. It's bad for my body, but it tastes great, and it makes me happy. Like, I, I like eating no-bake cookies. But the thing is, is if I eat them over and over, I know it's not good, and I would, like, like if I ate as many as I wanted, you'd have to roll me in and out of here. Like, it wouldn't be good. But the thing that gets us is there's a disconnect, and I think if every time I ate a no-bake cookie, like, my, my, like, I had to loosen up a belt loop, like, is it a loop? What is it called? A belt hole? That just sounds weird. Anyways, if I had to loosen up my belt every time I ate a no-bake cookie, like every time I had to, a notch, that's what I was looking for. I had to like lengthen my belt a notch. I wouldn't eat a no-bake cookie. I'd eat one and be like, well, that was a bad idea. But there's a disconnect. There's a disconnect between I eat it and then like the result. So if I eat a dozen, I'm like, oh, I'll be all right. Like I'm going to maybe have a stomach ache later, but they're awesome. There's this disconnect. And the same thing is true in positive. It's, it's not just negative behaviors, but it's the same thing with positive behaviors. If every time we did a crunch and ab just went boom, like popped out, we'd have 28 packs. It wouldn't be six packs. We'd just be like, yep, crunching all the time. There's another one. It went away. Hold on a second. Mm, there it is again. But the thing is, is there's a disconnect. There's a disconnect because we have to do something over and over and over to really get the benefit. And the thing is, is we do that negative thing and we think, well, it's really not that bad because I'm not really reaping the consequences of that negative thing. That one no-bake cookie didn't really make a difference. But if I do that no-bake cookie today, tomorrow, the next day, the next day, the next day, it's going to make a difference. And I really will have to be changing my belt because there's this disconnect. And what I want to encourage you is maybe you've said, well, I've prayed before. I've done something kind of like this before. And really just diving in and saying, okay, I'm going to do it because I know that God, your word says to seek first the kingdom of God, so I'm going to seek you first. And I'm going to pray, and I'm going to pray consistently because consistency is what allows us to build on yesterday's success. It's what we do consistently that really makes a difference. It's like, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Like, you can eat the whole thing one bite at a time. So just taking that step and being like, okay, God, I'm going to seek after you. And maybe I've done some of this before, but this time, God, I'm, I realize that it does make a difference and that every decision that I make and every day that I make this decision is me one step closer to the destination, to the call that you have on my life. I'm going to line myself up spiritually. I'm going to seek after you. I'm going to hear what it is that you have to say to me. What we want to know, and my prayer for every single one of you, is that at the end of this, 
that what you would do is you would seek God and his will for your life. That he would confirm and speak to you what he has for you to do. I love, I love Joshua 5. Um, because Joshua, he's, he's leading the Israelites. And they're, they're in a battle. And Joshua comes up on somebody. Well, let's just read Joshua 5, verse 13, and it says this. Now, when Joshua was near Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a drawn sword in his hand. And he's like, "Uh uh-oh. Joshua went up to him and asked, are you for us or for our enemies? Like, hey, are you like against us or for us? Do you agree with me or disagree? Like, what, what is this? And the answer, neither, he replied. But as the commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. And then Joshua fell face down to the ground in reverence and asked him, what message does my Lord have for his servant? The thing I love about that, he says, are, are you for me or are you against me? And his, his, the angel's answer is neither. I think many times our approach to the year is God bless what I'm doing. God, do I, sh- should, should I pursue this or that? And I think to many of us, his answer is Neither. That's not what I have for you. That he's not a Democrat or a Republic. That the person that we're going to vote on this next year, they're not going to solve all of our issues. The world is a mess and it will be until Jesus comes back. Now, be involved in politics and there's, there's better and worse. There's some options. There's some options. Be involved. But what we need to do, and my heart for you is that in this season, in these 21 days, that you wouldn't say, God bless what I'm doing, but God, what do you want me doing? Not, God, which side am I supposed to be on, but God, am I on your side? That's where I want to be. And to spend these these days, to say, God, I want to hear from you. Your word says, God, your word says that the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. Then God, I want you to order my steps. And spend time daily seeking after him. Like, what does that look like? Um, You know, it can look like what you think it should look like. When I say fasting, fasting is a typical fast, is a 24-hour period where you do not eat. It's it's food. You do not eat for 24 hours. In the Bible, what you see is they don't eat from sundown to sundown. That was how the typical day went. Now, we're asking for, we're saying, hey, 21 days of prayer and fasting, of, of seeking after God. Um, why 21? 21, well, Daniel in the Bible was seeking after God and wanted wisdom and direction. And so he fasted for 21 days. Yeah, 21 days, it can help start a habit. I think being intentional for 21 days can be transformative. Is there something specific, supernatural over the number 21? No. No, there's not. Now, there is for the firsts that we want to give God the first. There is all throughout the Bible, we see in Scripture, God, give God the first. We seek God first. He wants the first of our increase, the first. He doesn't want to be anywhere else in our life. There's only one place he'll fit. It's first. So for you, what is that going to look like? I don't know. Maybe you wake up a few minutes earlier, and you wake up, and you're like, God, before I start my day, I want to start with you. God, I ask you to use me today. Give me wisdom and clarity. God, here's the things that I know that I might need some help with, but God, you know it all. And maybe you wake up five minutes earlier, and so you just, you just spend that time praying and asking God to speak to you. And then you, 
On the way to work, you decide, well, God, I, I, I spoke and I asked my questions this morning. So instead of listening to that, that radio show, instead of listening to my favorite song or that podcast or that audio book or even the Bible, what I'm going to do this morning, God, is I'm going to turn that off and I'm just, I want to listen. Because if you speak, I, w- I want to be hearing. And just turning it off and being like, God, I want to know what you have for me. I've got all these questions about what should my company do and what's in the future and what happens if this happens and what about this. And God, you know the answer to every single one of them. You know every bit of it. So God, I'm going to seek after you. And just setting aside time to pray. Maybe it's at lunchtime that you're like, or or the kids take a nap at this time and if they all do it the same, then this is how we're going to try to do this where you're like, okay, and I'm going to get some time and I'm going to get away and God, I'm just going to pray. I'm going to spend some time praying and seeking after you. If you can do in here, one thing I love to do is I like to turn on worship music. Um, Music is spiritual. I think you know this, but music is spiritual. Here's why I say that. If we look at our Bible, when Saul was being tormented by an evil spirit, the Bible says that David would come and that he would play the harp. And that when he would play the harp, the evil spirit would leave. It was recognized, they're like, wait a second, something about this music, an evil spirit cannot stay in, and the evil spirit left. In in, in Kings, in 2 Kings, we see, I get Elijah and Shah, always messed up, but anyways, one of the Jahs, or Shahs, I think it's the Jah, Elijah, is is wanting to hear from the Lord. Some kings have brought him together and said, hey, should we go into battle? And then they said, he's like, okay, you want me to hear from God on your behalf? And they said, yes. And he says, okay. Bring me a musician. He wants to hear from the Lord, so he asked for a musician to come. And it says that while the musician played, the word of the Lord came to him. Music, one of the reasons why we come together and we sing um, is not just because you have an amazing voice. <laughs> so you're like, it's not me. I know that was a joke, but none of you laughed. But anyways, um, it's because music is spiritual. Because what we see in the Bible is Elijah, he wanted to hear from God. So he said, bring me a musician. And it can help to tune us in to God's presence and to what he's saying. So when I want to hear from the Lord, yeah, I will, I'll put on some worship music. And I'm like, okay. Uh, and you're asking, like, is there something specific? No, you, you go find, find something. Um, Find, find, find something that you think, hey, th- this is great. Uh, I don't think that everything claims to be Christian is great. I don't think that everything that claims to be secular is bad. Uh, y- you can hear from God. But if you're listening to some music and you're like, this just, I just don't like the way it makes me feel, then try something else. Try something else. Be like, nope, not, not that. But get some music. You want to hear from God? And you're like, really? Does it make a difference? It did in the Bible. And yes, I do believe that I've experienced that in my life as well. And be like, okay, I'm going to pray, but I'm going to listen as well. And get some good music where you're like, okay, God, I'm going to create an atmosphere where I am tuned into what you're saying. I'm going to create an atmosphere where the demonic, where evil isn't comfortable being. It, they don't want to be because, God, I want to know what it is that you have for me. And seeking after God and making it work in your schedule. Realize this. I know I've said this before, but prayer is not a super spiritual, holy, like if your hair's not done and you're not clean and you try to pray, God's like, well, you're a little dirty right now. Go get cleaned up and then come back and pray. You can do it wherever you are, whenever you are. 
The Bible says to literally pray without ceasing. Like there's, there's, there's no time that you can't pray. That you can't just be like, God, uh, here's what's on my heart right now. God, what, what's going on with this? You can stop in the middle of what you're doing, your sewing machine, and turn it off and go to the hole that you're digging, the plants that you're doing, whatever, whatever it is that you're doing. Just be like, God, I'm going to include you in this. I just encourage you, be intentional about it. And when it comes to fasting, um, this is something that we see all through the Bible, over and over and over. We see this through the Bible. But again, my prayer is that you would seek God's will for your life. As I was, I was praying for this service, uh, the verse that really jumped on my heart is this one in Proverbs. It's the verse in Proverbs that says, The Lord directs your steps. So why try to understand everything along the way? I was praying, and God's like, that's the verse I want you to say. And I was like, okay. And I'm like, no, where's that verse again? I think it's going to be really easy to help you guys remember it because it's Proverbs 20, 24. And here's what it says. The Lord directs your steps, so why try to understand everything along the way? I want you to seek after God. My God, what is it that you have for me? Because here's what often we do is we look at where we want to go, and we're like, I want to get over here. I want to have a family. I want to start a family. I want to do a business. I want to have grandkids. I want to pass this thing off. I want my business to be successful. I want to, I want to hit this income goal. I want to do this. I want to be able to take this vacation. I want to be able to go over here. I want to be able to start this. I want to be able to give away this much money, whatever it is. We've got our thing over here. And we're over here and we're like, okay. And God lays something on our heart. But then we do what we do is we pick up that thing and then we look and we're like, well, wait a second. What you're asking me to do, actually, instead of taking me closer to... And here's the thing, it could be the very thing, God could have spoke every single one of those things to you, and that could indeed be where God is leading you to go, but what we do is we look at our next step, and we're like, wait a second, what you're asking me to do right now takes me this way. We look at the outcome, or what we think the outcome of that action will be, and we're like, well, it doesn't take me where I think not only do I want to go, but where you're leading me to go, so why should I do that? That's not the right move. Or sometimes what it is, is we have this thing, and we're like, God, that's the thing that you put in my heart. But the thing you're asking me to do now, what it actually does is, I think it moves me this way, further away from it. I'll never get there if I keep doing what you've asked me to do. Like, how, how's that going to happen? How is that supposed to happen? And to you, God says... If the Lord directs your steps, why try to understand everything along the way? Why try to understand everything along the way? I think it's one of the reasons why God instructs us to tithe. Because when we give, we see and we feel, we're like, this, I come. Like, I believe in God, but I also believe in math. And I'm like, I know that I'm not going to be better off. Like, look, it, it, it's going. It's not staying. I, I see it disappear. I write the check. I know it's gone. But then I look at God's blessing on our life, and I'm like, yeah, I'll do it again. I'll do it again next week. I'll do it again next paycheck. It's one of those things where you see, and you're like, it doesn't make sense, but yet God shows himself faithful. He shows himself faithful. It's one of those exercises where it's like, well, where I want to go is over there, but what you're asking me to do is this, but yet at the same time, I know that it's, it, it's actually a step back. 
But in the end, I actually end up closer. Like, I don't even know how this works. That doesn't even, that doesn't even make sense. It doesn't make sense. So let me just encourage you, as you're seeking after God, seek his will for your life. Don't ask him to bless your thing, but say, God, what is it that you have for me? And the other side of this, in the, there's the prayer side. Seeking after him, work it into your day. If you need to go to a place, change up, wake up, stay up a little bit earlier, do what you need to do. But then the other side of it is fasting. This is something we see all through the Bible. Moses did it. You can find it in Exodus 34. He went on a 40-day fast. Uh, he had no food or water. If God doesn't call you to that, um, you die. How do you know if God called you to that? You don't die, okay? You'd better be God. And like, what, what should your fast look like? Uh, the answer to that is like what God tells you to do. Pray about it. Pray about it. Uh, and, and we have a lot of resources online for you guys. Uh, there's different types of fasts that you can do. We've got some study guides on there. We've got some daily stuff that can help you to pray and pray for. There's stuff on there for kids as well. And we're kind of kicking that off on the second. Um, so you can jump on there even if, you, if you're like, hey, I want to start tomorrow, so I'm going to do this, and, and I don't care what my schedules are. I'll change things up, and I'm going I'm to start tomorrow. Uh, th- then do that. But pray. You pray, and what God leads you to do, that's what you should do. I know a lot of people that are like, well, I want to give up food, but I also want to give up um, Facebook. Great idea. Come on. Like, like, give it up. Well, I want to give that up, and I want to give up something else. And a typical fast in the Bible is food. But if you're going to give up something, God put something else on your heart to give up along with it, then do it. Absolutely. The Bible says, let us throw off the sin and the things that so easily entangle us. There's things, something that's just wrong, but there's other things that they just draw our hearts away from God. And if it's, God lays something on your heart besides food to step away from, then do it. Step away from it, then do it. Um, Moses, food and water. Uh, the prophet Joel announced a time of fasting. This was a corporate fast. He's like, hey, as a nation, to the nation of us, he's like, we need to fast. Ezra, the same thing in Ezra chapter 8. It was a corporate fast. Daniel is the one that's like, hey, we're going to do a fast. He's also the one where we get the 21 days of prayer uh, and fasting. The Daniel fast prophet, the prophetess Anna. It's like, hey, what did she do? She worshiped God with fasting and prayer. And Jesus was led into the wilderness where he too fasted for 40 days and for 40 nights. And I love this part. It's one of the funniest verses in the Bible, in my, in my opinion. It says that he fasted 40 days and 40 nights and became very hungry. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, come on, come on. Like, I, I fast for 20 minutes, I'm hungry. I am hungry, 40 days and 40, and he became hungry. Um, But fasting is not just something that we read about in the Bible. If you're like, man, why are you calling us to do this? Yes, it's something that we should do at the beginning of the year, but this, maybe this is foreign to you, but it really shouldn't be foreign to any of us at all. Matthew 9, 14 says, one day the disciples of John the Baptist came to Jesus asking, says, why don't your disciples fast? Why don't they fast like we do? We do it, the Pharisees do it. And Jesus replied, Do wedding guests mourn while celebrating with the groom? Of course not. But someday the groom will be taken away from them. And then they will fast. You are part of that they. So that they can be replaced with you. 
that they can be replaced with I will fast. Like this is something that God's like, look, we will do. Matthew 6, 17 says this, and when you fast, it doesn't say if, there's not an if, it's a when. It's a when you fast. Um, for long, thousands of years, Christians, it, it, was, it was a normal thing for Christians to fast. fast. Uh, some, hey, fish Fridays, and we're going to do it this way. And, and some's like, hey, it's Tuesdays and Thursdays, and it needs to be this. Well, the Bible isn't super specific about the when and the day and, and the how. It just says when. And what I get from that is that we are to pray and we ask God, what, is this, what should this look like for me? What should this look like for me? Um, and then we fast. And then throughout the year, if there's a time where I'm just feeling really dry and like, man, I don't know what's going on here. I'm like, okay, I'll tell you what I want to do. Um, fasting is, is really, it's, it's putting your body in place. Being like, I will not be dominated by my body. I want to be spirit-led. So I'm going to tell my body, you don't get what you want. Um, my body has ideas about what it wants, and it does not get what it wants whenever it wants it. Um, we are too fast. We fast. Uh, Galatians 5.17, talking about why we do this and the result and what it, what, it, what it does in us, says this, for the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. It's like, look, what our bodies want is not what God wants. But when we fast, we put our body in place and be like, look, that thing that I need to survive, I won't even give you that. Why? Because I want to be spirit-dominated. What we feed grows, what we starve dies. So I'm going to starve my body, I'm going to feed my spirit, I want to be spirit-dominated. I don't want my flesh and what it wants to rule my life, I don't want that to be the loudest voice that I hear. So we, so we fast. Romans 8 says it like this, those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on things of the Spirit. So let's set our minds, be like, okay, I'm going to do this. So again, pray, and be like, God, what do you want this to look like? Um, maybe you start with a day where you're just like, hey, I'm going to have nothing but water for this, but whatever God puts on your heart to do, that's what you do. Um, and then you say, okay, I'm going to do like a Daniel fast. I'll encourage you to do something for 21 days. Uh, Daniel fast, no meats, no sweets, um, no treats. Uh, there's lots of different like definitions that you can look up of it. Like I told Becca, asked me, was it yesterday? Yesterday, she's like, now what are you doing for, for a fast? I said, well, I'm going to start with no food and, and then I'm going to eat before Sunday. So I'm going to take a day and start to eat before because I don't want to, like if I try to preach without eating, it doesn't usually work very well. So I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to eat. And she's like, okay, well, what are you going to do? I said, well, I'm going to do the Daniel fast. And she goes, well, what do you mean a Daniel fast? I said, well, I'm going to do no sweets, no treats, and, 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 and no meats. No, 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 no meats. And she's like, well, that's not a Daniel fast. I'm like, well, that's my Daniel fast. And she's like, but that's not a Daniel fast. And I'm like, okay, but can I do what I said I was going to do? Because that's what I'd like to do. And, and she's like, well, yeah, you, you can do that, but that's not a Daniel fast. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do a Samuel fast. <laughs> like, like, it's a little bit different, but... That's okay if what you decide to do, that's what you're going to do. But you pray about it, and, and please don't get caught in, well, okay, well, this person said, because there's a lot of resources that you can find. Love, will you throw me that book that's right there next to you? There's a lot of stuff that you can find and resources, like, on different fasts. And, and one of them on fasting, if you've, if you've never fasted before and fasting is really new to you, then we've got some of these books in, 
out in, I said in the back, but it's kind of just, it's out there. And on fasting, it's a great, great book on fasting. If fasting is new to you and you're like, oh man, I don't know about all that, really? Read this. Recommend it. Grab one on the way out. Um, it's free to you. You already paid for it. So <laughs> uh, just, just grab it. You, you already bought it. If fasting is new to you, grab one of these on the way out. It will, I think it'd be a really great, uh, really great help to you. But don't get lost in, like, what is this exactly going to be? Just pray. And what God lays on your heart to do, decide to do that. And if at day one, you know, you're doing your fast, and you know, you're, you're five days into the 10-day fast that you were going to do, and you drive by Burger King, and a demon jumps on your shoulder and says, go through the drive-thru, go through the drive-thru, and you do, um, one, that'd be a really bad idea, because when you don't eat the, that junk, and then you eat that junk, that junk will mess you up, <laughs> just so you know. But if you do... Don't beat yourself up over it and be like, oops, and just jump right back on your fast. Don't, don't stop doing something. Um, now, that's not a ticket to do it because, like I said, it will mess you up. It will, me- it will not be good. It will not be nice. Um, but you pray about what that's going to look like. Um, Daniel fast would be a great something to do. But you decide and you pray about what God leads you to do. And say, I'm going to do this for these 21 days. Maybe it's a little bit different where you're like, I'm going to, you know, with my schedule, what works is I can do a complete fast on Mondays. So Mondays, I'm just going to fast and I'm going to do that for three Mondays in a row. And I'm going to skip this meal through here. And instead of eating, you know, I'm going to go out to the car and I'm going to get in God's word. And I'm just going to feed my spirit. Because here's the thing, not eating food, j- just not eating is a bad diet. Like, that's all it is. So what we want to do instead is we want to be feeding our spirit. So it's not just, oh, I'm going to skip a meal. It's I'm going to take that time that I was going to eat, and instead of feeding my body and my body getting stronger, I'm going to feed my spirit. And so it's spending time in God's word. It's spending time in prayer. It's spending time just seeking after God. Seek after him in what you're doing. Seek after him. Over and over we see this in the Bible. This is a, should be a normal thing for us Christians. Um, if you've never fasted before and you do, uh, you're not going to die, just so you know. You are not going to die. You miss one, two meals, uh, day one. Day one for me is usually kind of easy. It, it, it's kind of easy. But then like two, three days I get in and it, it gets a lot harder, especially when other people like, if you're the one making food in your house, oh, and you got to, like, make good food for other people and they're doing something different, um, you're, you're awesome. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, babe, but, uh, yeah, it, it, it's going to be a little bit extra hard for you. Or maybe you're doing this or your job and you're like, I'm around food all day. I work at a restaurant. This is why I love the food and now you're doing this and, and you're doing it for everybody else. Yeah, it might be a little bit more difficult for you. But pray about it and then stick with what God leads you to do. Stick with it, what God leads you to do. And here's what what Scripture says happens when we fast. One of the things that, that fasting does is it's the way that we humble ourselves before the Lord. We humble ourselves. Most of the time when we get humbled, it's because things go wrong. It's because what we thought we could do, we can't do. In sports, we get humbled when we get destroyed because we thought we'd get them, but we didn't. And they just, they just dominated us. And we got absolutely, absolutely humbled. 
did an adventure race one year, and then and the next year we went to go back to do this race. And we'd done it before, and, and, and we'd done, we had done quite well our first, our first time. And, and so we go back to this race, and it was a 36-hour adventure race. So you, you race for 36 hours straight. We had about 150 miles of this to do. And, and so we'd done it before. So we begin to train to do this thing again. And I don't know exactly what happened first year versus second year, but the second year we get out there and we begin to go. And the, the cutoff is you have to be done in 36 hours. Well, the second year we're out there going and it's hour about 30. We've been racing for about 30 hours straight. And we're looking at our maps and trying to figure out where we are. And we're like, we're about 10 hours away. Like, we're not going to make the cutoff. And we're like, no, we got it. So we're just running through and trying to get this and, and, and dragging one of the teammates through. And she kept seeing laundry in the trees. And we're like, it's okay. There's no laundry. Like, come on, let's just, let's just keep going. And we we're running out of water and purifying water from mud puddles on the two track that we were running down. And, and just kind of like, oh my goodness, what in the world? And we, 36 hours comes and go. We did not make it. We, had to, we ended up jumping in the back of a pickup truck and he gives us a ride back up and kind of tells us where we are and we, we finish out the, we don't, we don't get to finish the race. We had put so much time and effort into this thing, into training and trying to be ready for it and all the equipment and making sure that we could do it. Um, we got humbled. You know, you're 23, like I can bring my body, it just it bounces back, like whatever, I'll be fine, we can do this. And we just, no, no, no. We got humbled. What fasting does, fasting isn't us hitting our bottom and then being like, oh God, I need you. And it's like, well, yeah, yeah, you ruined everything. Look where you are. Like, yeah. Fasting is us humbling ourselves. Psalms 35 says it this way. Yet, you were ill. I put on sackcloth and humbled myself with fasting. It's us, when things aren't bad, it's just us coming before God and being like, God, I need you. I know that I need you. It's not waiting for things to go bad, but it's coming to him and be like, I need you more than anything else. It's we humble ourselves before the Lord. Instead of waiting for the situations to humble us where we get it wrong, where the thing happens, where we sign the deal, we didn't know this about the company, we didn't know this, and, and we thought that this was going to happen here, and it doesn't work out, and this investment doesn't come through, and we're like, oh no, what are we going to do now? It's not like, oh, there's nothing else left to do but pray, but it's praying and seeking God, and be like, God, I need you. It's humbling ourselves. Psalm 69.10, when I wept and humbled my soul with fasting, humble. We humble ourselves. What's the result of that? Well, James 4.10 says, humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up in honor. He says, he will lift you up. Proverbs 29.23, a man's pride will bring him low, but a humble spirit will obtain honor. It's the way that we humble ourselves before the Lord. God, I need you more than anything else. More than the food that sustains me. God, I need you. The other thing that fasting does is, is it's how we put our bodies in place. 1 Corinthians 9, 27, I discipline my body like an athlete. I discipline my body, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. Like I am going to, my body does not get what it wants. My body's like, I, I need this. I need that. I'm going to die. It's like, no, you're not. You are going to make it. God, I'm going to seek after you. 
We want to be dominated by our spirit. Romans 8, verse 5. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. So let our sinful nature, so letting our sinful nature control our minds leads to death. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. I'll take some life and peace. But how do we do that? We let our spirit control our mind. Well, how do we let our spirit control my mind? I'd love to just let my spirit control my mind. That would be awesome. Well, how do I do it? By putting our bodies in its place. And the the mechanism that's given us to do that, one of those mechanisms is fasting. It's just saying you do not get the thing that you want. Again, if it's food, you pray, you decide how to do that. And again, if God shows you or speaks to you that there's something else that you need to get rid of. There's this media that you shouldn't do. There's this particular station that you shouldn't be watching or this thing over here, whatever this is here. Cut this out. Uh, Whatever that might be, cut it out. And watch what happens. Because again, my, my heart for you is at the end of this is that we would, we would seek God and his will for our life. That we wouldn't just come to him with, this is my idea, but God, I want to know what you have for me. I believe that Jeremiah 29, 11 is true. That you have plans for me, plans to prosper me and not to harm you, plans to give me a hope and a future. So God, I want to know what those are. I want to know what those are. God, what is it that you have for me? Here's what God's word says, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be opened. I believe that as we seek, as you seek God this year, that you ask and you're going to receive your answer. That you seek after him, you're like, God, I don't know, what is this next step? And he's going to confirm things in you and to you. Maybe that you're the one that God's going to use to confirm some things with some other people. How many of you have some questions you'd really like God to answer this year? you got some stuff coming, like, what am I supposed to do? Okay, most of you, don't. Come on, wake up. Then i got some stuff for you to do. Come on, you got too much time on your hands. Come see me afterwards. But it's seeking after God and be like, okay, this is what it is. We don't want to be dominated by our flesh. We want to be spirit-led. And here's the thing. There are things that spiritually you will not be able to do without fasting, that you will not be able to do. Matthew 17, verse 14 says this. At the foot of the mountain, a large crowd was waiting. And a man came and knelt before Jesus and said, Lord, have mercy on my son. He has seizures and is suffering terribly. He often falls into the fire or into the water. And I brought him to your disciples, but they could not heal him. Jesus prays for him and heals him. And later the disciples come to Jesus and they said, hey, um, why, didn't, why couldn't we do that? Why couldn't we do that? In verse 21, Jesus answered and he said, but this kind does not come out except by prayer and fasting. There are things spiritually that you and I will never be able to do. There's growth that we will not achieve until we fast. The Bible's like, look, there's some things, until your body is completely submitted, until you, it, it's not going to work. If you've never fasted before, man, I'm so excited for you. Pray and ask God what it should look like. No one can tell you, but you pray. Say, God, what is it that you have for me? Um, man, anytime, anytime some, there's a big decision, fast. 
Pray. Say, God, what is it that you have for me? That's one of the things that fasting does. Uh, it, it also it breaks addictions. Isaiah 58, 6, is this not the fast that we've chosen to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, that you may break every yoke? It's breaking the yoke. It's breaking the power of sin, of some of these addictions that, that we have in our lives. God's like, what is the tool that I've given you? It's fasting. It's putting your body in place. God's like, watch what's going to happen. Some of, you, some of you, you wonder why that thing that you try to walk away from, you keep finding yourself back. The language that you said I would never use and it keeps coming out of your mouth. And the attitude that you're like, man, I, why do I fight this so much? The thoughts that just keep coming into your mind and you know where they came from, but you've left that so long ago, but they keep coming back and you're like, man, how can I get rid of it? Here's where it is. It's you fast. It's you fast. And like, what does it do? And I'm like, I, I can't tell you, but I know it works. I know it works. And I think the greatest illustration of it that I can think of is sledding, something that we haven't been doing lately because of the snow, but if you remember in years before, <laughs> you go sledding. And you don't want to be the first one down the hill when you sled. Because if there's a fresh snow, that first one, all you do is you're plowing that trail. The snow's coming over the front of it, and if it's really high and it's in your face and you can't breathe, and it's nasty. You want to be like the second or third person where there's already a path already established. But undoubtedly, what happens is some that that path gets deeper and deeper in the snow. And the thing about that path is what it does. Is even now, now you go down the same path three or four times and even sleds that didn't start at the same spot, they'll, they'll cross the path, get caught in it and they'll shoot down the same path. I think of that as many of the, like, the addictions and habits that we have in our lives where we've established these paths and we think I'm not gonna do it again and we, we run from it. But what we do is we, we get, we get just a little close and it kind of like sucks us back in and we shoot back down that hill towards that thing that we said we'd never do, towards that language. We find ourselves where we know we shouldn't be. And fasting, fasting, here's what it does. is It's like a fresh snow that falls over the top of that hill. And it's so deep that it buries every previous path. And it's, all, it's like a fresh start. Is everything there? Yeah, it's there, but guess what? It's buried. And you look and it's all white and brand new. Can you fall back into the same thing? Yeah, if you want. The hill's still there, but that slippery slope, that beaten path is now filled in. Fasting is the tool that God's given us. My prayer for you is that 2024 is the best year you've ever had spiritually, because if it is, if it's the best year you've ever had spiritually, I know it'll be the best year that you've ever had, period. If Jesus was coming soon last year, then his coming soon is even sooner this year. Don't waste time. Seek after God. And when you're seeking after God, God says, seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. And you're like, really me? The answer is yes. Yeah, really you. God is not a respecter of person. He just says, knock. 
really encourage you, join us for these 21 days. Jump online, get the guides. Set aside some time. Pray. And be like, God, what should this look like? How can I do? And do something different than what you've done before. Seek after God in a new way and watch what he does in and through you. Don't ask him to just bless what you're doing, but instead say, God, am I, am I where you want me to be? What is it that you have for me? The steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. He wants to order your steps. And don't be afraid. You might look and say, well, this doesn't make sense. Proverbs 20, 24. If the Lord directs your steps, why even try to understand your way? My prayer and hope is that after these 21 days, you come out and you say, I know what God wants me to do. And I'm taking that next step. I know he spoke to me. He confirmed it here. He confirmed it in my wife. He confirmed it in my husband. He confirmed it over here. This is what we're doing. And you begin to step into more with more confidence than you've ever had because you know this is where God is leading you because he wants to use you. God has a plan and a purpose for your life. It's good. It's not to harm you. It's to give you a hope and a future. And anytime, let me just say, anytime, that what God is laying on your heart to do doesn't seem to bring you closer. That the step he has before you isn't where you think, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Some of the craziest stories that we see in the Bible, and we love reading about them because we get the end, are, you read about David. He gets anointed king, and what happens? The next step that happens is he gets marched into the palace. No. That's not what happened. He went right back to tending sheep. Everybody say let down. <laughs> Plot twist. You're like, what just happened? I just got anointed king and then went right back to the exact same thing I did before. How is it any different? What he did wasn't different, but he did it different. How do I know he did it different? Because when the time came and a, a giant needed to be killed, David was ready. He was ready because what he had been doing while he was taking care of the sheep. The thing that propelled him to the destiny that God had for him was taking care of sheep. That's what prepared him. Don't be afraid of the sheep. If God's got you and you're like, really, what I'm doing here, I don't see how this is gonna help. Just serve. So just take this time, seek after God. Say, God, I want what you want for me and he will speak to you. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? We're out of time this morning. But before we dismiss, I want to take the opportunity to ask, if you're here this morning, you don't know where you stand with God, then I want you to hear me loud and clear. God has a plan and he has a purpose for your life. You're not here. You're not listening. You're not watching this by accident. God loves you. He loves you just the way that you are, but he loves you too much to leave you that way. He wants to forgive you and set you free. He's your heavenly father reaching out. So if, you, if today's the day that you want to make Jesus the Lord of your life, I'd love the honor of praying with you. God's word says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you will be saved. Today can be your day. You don't need to clean yourself up. You never could get clean enough anyways. God says come just the way you are. Because it's what he did for you. And all you have to do is accept it. He died on a cross 
paid the price so that you and I could be free. So if today's the day you say, oh God, I want to make you the Lord of my life, and I'm coming to you. I'd love to lift your hand here just a minute. When you do, we're going to pray right in your seat. When we say amen, you're going to know right where you're standing with God and begin to walk out the plan and the purpose that God has for you. Get ready. One, two, three. Right now, shoot up and say, that's me. And today is my day. All right, let's just pray with everyone that lifted their hands. Everybody out loud. Just repeat this after me. Everybody say, Jesus, please forgive me and make me new. From now on, I'm yours. With all that I am, I'm going to serve you. Forgive me and make me new. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. Our mission here at Life West Church is to see you and your family equipped and empowered to be and do all that God has for you. For additional resources and info, go to lifewest.church.